0: Here okay, we're in here at the bottom. of the bed. Four lines from the bottom. There's a bright. Tanya, one cannot light with tsri, which is considered to be the gum, the sap of the tree. My timer. Because it has an aromatic smell to it. It's fragrant. And we're afraid that you might actually take it for your own use, for perfume, to use it for other reasons. And the problem with that is if you take oil out of a lamp, it's the equivalent of being mechabeh, to extinguishing the lamp, because you're removing the fuel that would otherwise have been designated to light this lamp, and when you take it out, it's a din of michabez. So we're afraid that you're going to use or utilize this oil, so that's why we won't allow you to use it. Why don't you say that the problem here is because it is volatile, it's explosive, it is flammable. So when it says chada it's two reasons. First reason we don't want you to use it is, because it's explosive. And the secondary reason is that we are afraid that you might utilize it for its aromatic smells, its perfume, and that would be a problem of michabet. Now the Gemara brings a little story. So some mother-in-law that despised her daughter-in-law. Do me a favor, why don't you just put on some of that perfume here. We have some oil here, balsam oil that you might want to uh, put on as your perfume. She went ahead and she put it on. When she returned, go light the candle for me. She went ahead, she lit the candle. Banura the af here, this explosive type of oil, she was now covered in it as her perfume. She lit the candle and she went up in flames along with the candle. It's an age-old problem, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. The Gemara is not writing it to condone the behavior. It's just trying to show you that it is proof, explosive. Proof that it works. Yeah, proof that it is explosive. <laughs> now the Gemara brings the puzzle from we dalot Haaretz Hishir Nebuzar so Nebuchadnezzar was the general of Nebuchadnezzar's army. When the Babylonians conquered Eretz Israel, they destroyed Jerusalem. Here's the description when he runs over Jerusalem. But he left behind. It says over here, there are certain things that he didn't take or that he left behind. One of those are Midalot from the poor of the land. was the king of executions. He left behind the winners and the farmers. Those that work the vineyards and those that work the fields, they left some of the poor behind to do that. Kormim, what are these Kormim? Tane Rav Yosef, Elu Melaktei Afar Simon. Those are the people that collected, gathered Afar Simon, main Gedi Adramato. From Gedi until Ramatom, which is interesting today, if you go down to the areas in Qumran and those areas, they believe, the archaeologists, that the main... Occupation of those people there was actually making this Afar-Simon perfume. And here the Gemara says that that area was known for its making of Afar-Simon. Yogvim, edu Saidei chilazon, is those that capture the chilazon, shel from the rocky edges that are from Haifa until Tyre, along the coastline where you would find the chilazon, you'd find the shells that you needed to make the chilet. One may not use as a fuel tevel tamei even on a weekday, and veintaroch lomar Shabbat and certainly not on Shabbat. The problem with tevel tamei is that till you are Mafrish, the truma from the tevel, you do not have permission to utilize the tevel. It's not yours to use at all. Now that is true by tevel tamei. On the other hand, there's a machloket here between tevel tahor between Rashi and Tosafot. Rashi says tevel tamei and tevel tahor. That the same din would equally apply to Tevel Tahor as Tevel Tamei. So neither one of them are you permitted to gain benefit from, because Tevel is a chiyuv mita bidei for someone who eats it, because of the embedded truma that's inside of it. Tevel has the same din as whatever is left inside of it. So if truma has a mita bidei if you eat it, then if you have something that's tevel lit truma, it still has truma inside of it, it hasn't been separated yet, that will also have a chiyuv mita bidei shamayim. So even though it has properties of the true because it's not separated out, you may not get benefit from the tevel by burning it. As she says, that's the same by the tevel. So differentiates with the types of hanaah. He says that when it comes to tevel tevel, you may not get hanaah kilui. Hanaah that eliminates or destroys the tevel. But there's no restriction against getting hanaah from tevel tahor. One can get hanaah if you want, as long as you don't. Destroy it or ruin it. So now, it says, "Ein malikim b'tevul to mei b'chol b'interach l'mar b'shabat kiyotzibol. Ein malikim b'neft l'avon b'chol. One may not light with this neft. It's a petroleum derivative. Nefta white nefta on the weekday b'interach l'mar b'shabat, and certainly not on Shabbat. Bishdema neft l'avon. The reason that we don't use this white nefta is mipnei shu af. Again, it's explosive. It's dangerous. Just we don't want people using." Something that's that volatile, that is flammable, because it's endanger their well-being. About my time. What's the problem with having Tevotame? I gave you, and we saw this pasuk yesterday. I gave you mishmeret chumotai. Again, chumotai is used in the plural instead of chumati. It says chumotai, ha chumot sheli just like when it comes to the Kohen may not take it, benefit from it, eat it until it's removed from the Tevel. Kohen, even though he's permitted to eat chuma Tehora, may not eat Tevel. Even a Kohen on his own produce has to separate out the Truma. He can eat it then and give it to himself but he still has to separate it out from the rest of the Tevel. And if he doesn't do it, then he has the same chiyuv as anybody else. So, in the We said before, you're allowed to get benefit from Chumat You're allowed to burn it to get the anoah of the light and the heat from when you burn it. Nevertheless, that's only true once it's removed from the Tevel. If it's still a part of the Tevel, you cannot get that benefit. So, that's the restriction against using Tevel Tameh. So, that's what we started here, the Suggi with. Going back, Gufal always means that the Gemara is going back to investigate something that it discussed before. So here we have Rabbishim and Elazomer and three. and Elazomer. Tree is this gum or sap that comes out of the Atsai haktaf, out of the balsam tree. So it's balsam gum, balsam sap. Rabbishim and Elazomer says, any derivative of the tree, you may not light it. Rabbishim and Barok Omer, he states it in the more positive format, which is that you can only lie with things that are derivatives of fruit. And Rabbi comes to Calvin's conclusion, you can only use olive oil. So we have three positions here. Rabbi Shemol says that you can't use anything as a derivative of the tree. Rabbi Shemal ben Barucho says, it has to be a derivative of fruit. And then Rabbi Tarfon with the final statement, M'shem and Tarfon is in our Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfon includes our Mishnah the same way. Rabbi Tarfon the same The same Rabbi Tarfon in our Mishnah. Rabbi Shmuel is more interesting, because Rabbi Shmuel in our Mishnah says, in and Zav says you can't use Tran, which we said was the Psulta de zifta it is the leftover, the residue of the pitch. You may not use it. And the Gemara gave the reason for that is because of the smell. The smell may chase you out of the house. The problem over here is that Rabbi Shmol is indicating the reason that you can't use items that derive from the tree is because they're not good to use with the wicks. They're not drawn after the wicks. So it's interesting that here, Rabbi Shmol seems to think that the problem with etran would have been the fact that it is Yotzei Menah In And our Mishnah, he says that it's because it smells. So as David said, maybe it's Chad <laughs> vaod Tosfot so here leaves it as a Tzar He doesn't know how to explain that rec- or reconcile that between Rabbi Shmuel. But Rabbi Shmuel here seems to be giving a different reason in the Tosefta. Ahmad Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri al-Ragla amar. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri objects and says, Ma yese an bevel? bovel? Shen lahem elo shem What are the people of Bevel going to do if they only have sesame seed oil? Ma yesu an shei madai? Shen lahem elo shem ebuzim. They only have oil from nuts. Ma yese an shei al-Exandria? Shen lahem shem in t'snonot? <Hebrew> They only have radish oil. They have nothing besides they nift. <laughs> nift. Yohan ben Nuri comes back and says, we're not going to add on. We're not going to introduce larger restrictions on what oils you can use. Rather, the Mishnah has listed in it exactly what you can't use. Those are the items that you can't use. And we're not going to expand the list. Because if you expand the list, or subscribe to Rabbi Tarfun who says, Shemin and Zayat Bilvad, then you're going to run into a problem, which is that in these other locations, they're going to have nothing to use. They're not going to have any oil. They're not going to have any light on Shabbat. So it's easy to speak in your own area, to speak about Shem and Zayat within the confines of Eretz Yisrael, the Makom Tanaim. But if you're talking about people outside of Eretz Yisrael, that's a very difficult demand to say that it's always made out of olive oil. We have to take into account that people in other areas only have access to certain types of oils. And so they're going to use the best oils that they can in their area. And there are two issues in terms of using Shemin and Zayat, which is one is the cost. That uh, For people outside of Eretz Yisrael, even in Eretz Yisrael is probably expensive, but outside of Eretz Yisrael it's clearly very expensive to get olive oil. And we can't make a demand on people to light candles every Shabbat. It's something that's going to break the bank because they don't have access to these items. So we have to give them an option that is reasonable for them to afford and something that, number two, gives light may not even be as good a light, or as perfect light as Shem and Zabdolvat. So what we're trying to do is balance between the economic ability to purchase oils that are reasonably priced, as well as the need for it to be light on Shabbat, and to have candles lit on Shabbat. And that's the objection of Rabbi Yochan Menuri here, that you cannot put on such restrictions or limitations, that it's going to be impossible for people to have candles for Shabbat, to have light for Shabbat. Umadikin, will be tran. One is allowed to use the oil of fish, ubi tran. Again, we said it's psuta zifta. Rishim Ezriomer aglikei b'shem pakuot ubeneft. with this Shemin pakuot, which was in our mishnah that actually called the Dlat midbari, the wild gourds ubeneft, and with this nafta sumchusomer kol yotzei min en elu dagim. Anything that is a derivative of an animal you may not use, except for fish oil. Umara says, Sumchhus, Hainu Tanakama. Isn't Sumchus the same thing as the Tanakama? The Tanakama said, will be drawn. and now Sumchus comes along and says you can't use anything that's a derivative of an animal except Shemindagim. So Ikube Amarav. Below the difference between them is Rabruna and Amarav who we bumped into earlier in the Parak. And we don't know which one holds of him and which one does not hold of him. Now Rabruna Amarav, which we saw earlier in the Parak, is that if you add Oil to it, shemen zayit to the mixture, then it's mutar. So one of these two believes that if you add oil to the mixture, then it's mutar. So now we have Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, who is saying you can light with any oil, but when he comes to the list of the animal oils, he only mentions Shemin Dagim. And some who says the same thing. So what's the difference between them? Rashi describes this. One of them holds the Rabruna. The khelev mitar betarovit. That fats from animals are mutar, But if it's oil of the fish, even if it's as it is, you can use it. The khadsavar, shemindagim, ayude tarovet. That can be used with the mixture. But fats from the animals may not use at all. So says, I don't understand Rashi, I don't know what you're talking about here. None of them are like Rabbruna Mirab now. So according to Rashi, You can only use the mixture for one of the two items. Either for the Dagim or for the Khelev. One of them is going to hold that the mixture helps for the Chelev, but Dagim, you need no mixture. And then the other one is going to say, no, I need a mixture for the Dagim and for Chelev, you can't do anything. But neither of them say that a mixture works for both. And Rav Bruna Merav says that it works for both. Rashi is trapped. Because the way Rashi explained Shemindagim in our Mishnah. Shemindagim in our Mishnah, Rashi said, is kirvei Shini Shinimoku. It's the innards of the fish that had dissolved. Which is the same kirvei Da'gim that Rabrona Merav spoke about earlier in the parak. Tosafot over here says, and this is the way he explains the Mishnah, that Shemindagim in the Mishnah is not the same as kirvei Shini Shinimoku. It's not the same as the innards of a fish that had dissolved. Shem Dagim and Rabbi Tam says here, Shem Dagim and Shem Shabame Shall Dag. It's fish oil. It's literally fish oil that comes out of the eye of the fish. And that's what's being described here. Therefore, the fish oil here has nothing to do with Rabruna Mirav. Then one of them holds entirely like Rabruna, because if you require a mixture, then you hold or subscribe to Rabruna's position. Even though the D'agim is mutar without the mixture. The Shem Dagim here is the oil, fish oil, not what was mentioned by Rab Bruno. Rab Bruno talking about the innards of a fish that had dissolved. Over there he requires a mixture, just like he requires a mixture by Cheleb, by fat. So now Tosafot, by making that differentiation, says that the Shem Dagim is not relevant to Rab Bruno Amorav, because he didn't discuss that. And therefore now you can have the Shem Dagim. Rab Bruno would agree that you can use it or utilize it without any mixture. And so one of them says Cheleb can be used together with the oil one of them says no, and then will subscribe to Rebun Marab. So Tosafot and Rashi disagree about what the Shem and Dagim is, and because of that, they end up explaining the Gemara slightly differently. So now the Gemara continues. Tanyo. Anything that's a derivative of the tree. Ain Bo mishum shalosh Does not have a din of three by three. Um You can use it for shach. Chutz Pishtan is the exception to this rule. So we're actually going to have this a number of times in Shabbat. Here are less relevant than in other places in Shabbat, but many times in Shabbat, the Gemara needs to know about an item. Is an item is considered to be a Klee? Is it considered to be a utensil? Is an item considered to have utility? And on Shabbat, how do we have framework to know whether that's the case or not the case? So the Gemara will always look to Hilchotuma. Hilchotuma work that an item is only Mikabel Tuma when it has utility, and it is a Klee. So the Gemara many times in Shabbat will look to Hilchot Tumah to find out whether something is classified as a Kli or not. But right here, the Gemara is saying, anything that derives from a tree, Now Shalosh Shalosh here is written in the Nekeva, it's written in the female form. So when you have Shalosh Shalosh, you only have two options here. Shalosh Shalosh Amot, or Shalosh Shalosh Etzbaot. It's clearly not Amot here, we're talking about three finger breaths. Shalosh Etzbaot. The Gemara used shlosha al shlosha in the male form. Then it would be t'vachim that it was referring to. So there is a dinin in tumah that the minimum size of a beged, some sort of piece of clothing cloth, in order to be mekabel tumah in general, is shlosha al shlosha three by three. Now that's with all other materials except for beged, pishtan, except for linen. Over there we say even if it is shalosh al shalosh, three by three, etz it's still mekabel tumah. The Gemara asks why. What's the utility of an item that is three by three? It's baot. The answer is that it's a patch. It's a fly for anani. A poor person would use that as a patch on his beged. If he had a hole in his baguette, he would patch it up with something that's three by three. It's baot. So since it has utility, even down to three by three, it's baot. It is mekabel tumah. So that's what it says here. Kol yotzei Anything that's a derivative of the tree does not go into this category of baguette, that three by three heads will be Tumach Hutzmen pishdan, except for Linen. Linen does have that category. So or shalosh is a lower standard. That lower standard doesn't apply to things that are derivatives of the tree, except for Pishtan, except, except for Linen. The Gemara will see in a second that why are you even talking about Pishtan? Flax is not a tree. But the Gemara is going to show us that the Pasuk calls flax or Pishtan a tree. And so because of that, it's incorporated in this Din. Number two is, Umisachachimbo. Anything that's a derivative of the tree is not to mekab tumah and therefore you can use it for schach. You can use it for your sukkah. Because one of the requirements for schach and the sukkah is that it's not to tuma. tumah cannot be a kli, cannot be something that would be mikabel tumah The exception to that rule, again, is pishtan. Pishtan may not be used, because in three by three, pishtan or unim pishtan, bundles of pishtan, may not be used for your schach. Pishtan, in all these cases, is the exception to the rule. Okay, Shimon ben al-Azhar, who we just saw, who says that Pishtan has this unique quality, is subscribing to the same idea that Tanit Rabbi Ishmal says. Because otherwise, we don't know where Rabbi Shimon gets his din from. So where would Rabbi Shimon ever say that other begadim don't have a din of tuma, And only begad Pishtan has tuma? Where does he derive that from? How does he know that? So it must be that he holds or subscribes in the same position as Tabna Rabi which is, Rabbi had we know what Rabbi Ishmael just said. The Torah uses the word Beged many times in the Torah. It doesn't define for us what Beged is. How do we know what a Beged is? And the Pasuk comes in some places and tells us exactly what a Beged is. By Nigaim, by Tzarat, the Torah says that a Beged Semer o pishtim. He calls it a uh, beged semer beged pishtim. So therefore the Torah gives you Malala and Semer Pishtim, Afkol Semer Pishtim. What basically says is this creates a paradigm for the Torah. It's a binyan av, it establishes the meaning of the word Beged throughout the Torah. The word Beged throughout the Torah is Temer Pishtim. Only wool and linen would be classified as a beged. So therefore, Tani Bar tells you that the only thing that's min tuma like a Beged, is Tsemer Upishtim. How does he get that? Because he defines the word beged in the Torah to be Tzemer and Pishtim. Once you do that, then the only tumata HaBegit that's going to apply by Shalosh, shalosh is that which is Tzemer u Pishtim. And that's where Rav Shem ben gets his din from. Rava Amar, shalosh Bishar B'gadim Ike benayu. says that, even though they agree with regards to Shalosh or shalosh, when it comes to three by three Tfachim, they disagree. B'Shem Ben-Alazer itle, according to B'Shem Ben-Alazer and other B'gadim Three by three t'fachim would be mikabel t'umah. that's what you asked me before. What's the minimum standard for other materials? The minimum standard for other materials, according to Bishem al is three by three t'fachim. He only says that three by three, it's ba'ot. doesn't happen by other bigadim. But three by three t'fachim would happen. Tanei Rav Yishma, lately. late. Tanei Rav Yishma, it says that there is no t'umah by other materials whatsoever. The only materials that are mikabel t'umah are beged. Beged is Tzemru Fishtim, it has a very narrow definition. So, where Shim Balaza is going to read it is Begad is defined as Temir Pishtim. That Begad has a din of three by three it's But everything else comes into the picture once you hit three by three its Everything will be Mekab tuma. Tumah. On the other hand, Tani the Bermishmo believes three by three it's three by three it's baut. Pishtim is the only thing that's classified as a beged. Nothing else is classified as a beged. That's the position of Robot. Abaye says that they agree completely. So now the Gemara says kuli ama mi ha selosha slosh pishtim mitamei binegaim minovan everybody agrees that 3 by 3 by seven pishtim is mitamei That it would be mikabel toma minovan how do you know that where is the source that seven pishtim has this din of 3 by 3 it's baot detanya beged in the other beged I have the word beget that's used in the Torah. I only know a beget. Shalosh shalosh Minayin. How do I know that if it's not a beget, but it's a small piece of a beget? It's three by three heads both. How do I know that? Talmol Omer, Beget. So the beget is a riboy. That riboy comes to include something smaller than what would otherwise be a full piece of clothing. So the says I Imar Shalosh Why are you going all the way down to three by three heads both? We know that there are smaller pieces of cloth that are not a baged, but they are Makabal Tuman. That's three by three t'vachim. If I know that an entire piece of clothing is Makabal Tumah, then I have a reboy that says even less than a whole piece of clothing is Makabal Tumah. Well, then you go down to the next stage. The next stage down from that is three by three t'vachim. You don't go all the way down to three by three edzbaot. So the Gemara says, how did you know we go all the way three by three edzbaot? The Gemara says, well, it's a sheti mitamei. Shlusha, oh shlusha, boy. we have in Tumat Gaim not only is a Beget Semeru Pishtim Mekabot Tumat, but even the sheti Erev is Mekabot Sheti are the strings that go longwise, Erev are the strings that go widthwise. It's the warp and the woof. that Those strings are Mekabot even when they are not Woven, they're mikabel I mean, the But it means like the the quote of Sheti and era, which are the balls of the yarn or string, whatever they were using to weave with. So Shlosha shloshami, by three by three tefachim. You even have a question about? So says, shloshami, Such a good idea because if Sheti and era the plain strings are mikabel then certainly three by three tefachim is mikabel So even less, even three by three it's both be mikabel That's more or better. Than just having the plain strings. Why are you going all the way to three by three tefachim? Ella ben ati So this is a key distinction here. Three by three tefachim, which is utilized both by rich and poor alike. Once you hit three by three tefachim, three fistballs by three fistballs, that is a size of cloth that has utility to everyone. You can use it as a tooth. you can use it to wipe up, as a handkerchief, as a napkin. It has value both to rich and poor alike. So that's something where everybody's on a level playing field. On the other hand, shalosh, al shalosh, three by three, it's ba'ot, li'anim hu d'chazion la'shirim lo'chazion, lo'azi b'chabu chomer. Three by three, it's ba'ot, three finger baths by three finger breasts, and ani, a poor person will keep that type of cloth to use as a patch. But an ashir would toss it out, it's like garbage, it's a useless piece of material to him, it's not worth keeping around. So what the Gemara says now, if I have to make a Ka'va Khomer, I know that Sheti and Erev, plain strings, are considered to be Tmeim or Mikabel Tumah when it comes to Tumat Negayim. So now if I want to make a Ka'va to a piece of cloth that will be Mikabel Tumah, I'm only going to talk about things that are useful and have utility to everyone. Just like the strings only have, have utility to everyone, so too only a beged or a weave that has utility to everyone, like three by three, Tfachim, we're going to say it's tuma, but three by three it's both, which is not universally accepted to have utility. Then I'm not going to say I can learn out of sheti and erev. Now the gemara says timeod dichtavekra. The only reason that we know this is because the pasuk said it. lo Had the pasuk not told us this, we wouldn't have learned it out of a chomer. So now the conclusion of the gemara is shlosha shlosha tfachim. We learn out of the kalv from sheti and erev. Shalosh Ashlosh etzba'ot, we learn out from the reboy of Vahabeged. Beged means a whole piece of clothing. Baha Beged means even less than a whole piece of clothing. What's less? 3 by 3 etzbaot. Because I don't know yet. three by three tfuchim. That I know already. So I know now that I have three by three etzbaot. So now Gilmar says, the Bishar bikadim. Wait, why don't we say this? That maybe it comes to include three by three tfuchim in other types of materials. Why do you have to say it's coming to include three by three etzbaot in Semer and Pishkim? Let's say that it comes to include 3x3 three three tfachim in other types of materials. So at this point we know we're limited to tzemer and pishtim. We're limited to wool and linen. Now the limitation of wool and linen says that either it's a beget, or it's sheti ve'rev. And then we say we know from makabah are also 3x3 three three tfachim. So all I know so far is that 3x3 tfachim in tzemer and pishtim is the minimum size to be makabel el-tumah. So now I have a choice. I have a rebuy now. An occlusion that says something more than that's included. So I can go in two directions. I can either lower the minimum size, or I can expand the number of materials that are there. So the Gemara went ahead and said, I've lowered the minimum size to 3x3 three tzvot. Three well. The Gemara says, why not? Instead, keep it at 3x3 three tzvotim, three, but expand the number of materials that are included. Problem is that the puzzle says, Begit Tzemu A begit is defined by wool and linen. To tell us, only Begit semu nothing else. But let us say here, when the puzzle comes to say, Wool and linen, yes. Other materials, no. Let us say that it comes to say this. We'll take the reboy and include even a smaller size by wool and linen. Even three by three, it's ba'ot, will be, Mekabel tuma tuma but wool and linen. But, now I have a meal that says, Tzemu Yes. Other materials no. Would are be eight So now we say we're eight everything. These other these other types of materials have no three by three t have no three by three adds both, have nothing. Why don't we say it like this? When it comes to say Begat Semu Pishkim, Begat Pishkim has as low as three by three as both. The other types of materials don't have that low, but at least they'll have three by three tfakim. Tavashlosha So my says it Shre utek tive. Tumiyutim Begit Semer O Begit Pishtim Tal shlosh V'chad Miliutim ish al-shlosh Pishtim is written twice One time to say that Other materials are not included In 3x3 Tepachim One time to say that They're not included in 3x3 Etzbaot So according to this limut Of Tani Dubei There is no tuma whatsoever By other materials When it comes to the standard Of 3x3 Etzbaot When it comes to the standard Of 3x3 Tepachim that's what Raba says is the difference between Tanah Deberi Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar. Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar agrees by 3 by 3 it's Ba'ot, that it only applies to wool and linen, not to other materials. But, when it comes to other materials, he says that by 3 by 3 it's they would be mikabel Tumah. Tanah Rabbi says nothing. Nothing is mikabel Tumah until it's a Begid by other materials. It has to be a full Begid in order to be mikabel Tumah. Less than that is not mikabel Tumah, because standards of 3 by 3 it's and 3 by 3 it's is unique to and Pishtim, to wool and linen. The Where does he learn that out from by three by three by other bigadim? Where does Rabbi Shimon Lazar get that? If he's subscribing to the position of Taner Rabbi Ishmael, he should subscribe entirely to it, which is that there is no three by three by other clothing, other materials. If that's the case, and we're saying according to Raba that he has a differentiated opinion, where does he get that differentiated opinion from? According to Abaye, Rabbi Shimon al and Tana Be'yishma have the same din. So whatever Tana Be'yishma says, so does Rabbi Shimon al Lazar. says al lazar has a different opinion than Tana Be'yishma, because Rabbi al Lazar believes once you hit 3 by 3 T'fakim, all materials are in the game. Not just wool and linen, all materials become a cabal tumah. That's different than Tana Be'yishma. But if his whole reason, or his whole limud derives from the same place as Tanya Mishma, which is the limitation to wool and linen, how does he have a differentiated opinion? Where does he get his limud that other materials are Mikabul Tumah from 3 and 3 Where it says, oh, beged. Goes it out from the extra, the reboy of O-Beged, oh, Which is written by the Shwetzim. Too much Shwetzim, it says O-Beged. Oh, so the Tanya Beged, ain't other Beged, Shloshav Shloshavishar Begadim, Nayin. I only have Beged. Beged, again, is a defined term in the Torah. Beged is defined as Tsemer Ufishtim. So, enli other Beged. Shlusha, shlusha b'shar begadim minayin. How do I know 3 by 3 T'fachim by other begadim? Tamal Omar, O Beged. So that O Beged comes to be a reboy to include even other materials for 3 by 3 Tsvachim, that minimum standard for other items. So, where we are so far, the mark continues further down the dock. I'm going to stop over here. What we have here so far is Shem Ben Lazar, and we have the Tened to Rabbi We'll work with Tened to Rabbi first because they're very simple. Their opinion is easy to understand, which is that Tened to believes that the word Beged is defined in the Torah by Tzamer Upishtim. The Torah in one place by Negaim tells us the word Beged and gives a qualification of what the word Beged is. Tzamer Upishtim. Therefore, it establishes a binyanav, a paradigm for the remainder of the Torah, that anytime the word Beged appears, it means Tzamer Upishtim. Because of that, they believe by Tuma, the only thing that is relevant by Tum'at, materials that are less than a full Beged, only applies to Tzemer Pishtim. Because all the Ribuim, all those inclusions, come from Ribuim that include the word Beged. So if I'm going to include other things, it's only by Tzemer Pishtim. So Taner Barishmael says, Number one, by three by three, Tzfachim Tzemer Pishtim are tuma Tum'at, Kalvachomer from Sheti and Erev. Number two, three by three, it's Ba'ot, are Kabo tuma by Tzemer Pishtim, because of the word Beha Beged, the Ribu of Ha then, lastly, that does not apply to any other beged because twice by nigayim it says beged tzemer Pishtim. Since it says twice their beged Pishtim, one comes to exclude them from the din of three by three tefachim. One comes to exclude them from the din of three by three bedzvot. The conclusion is by tzemer Pishtim, it can be mukabel if it's a beged. If it's three by three tefachim or even three by three bedzvot, they'll be mukabel By other materials, only if it's a beged is it mukabel If it's a full clay. If it's three by three it's bakim, three three, 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 three four, its not it's not Makabul Tuma according to Rabbi Rabishmal. Then we have a machlok at Abaiin Rava. Ba'i and here argue about the position of Shem and Allah. Abai says Shem al Lazar subscribes to Beri Shma completely and has the same opinion as Tanabi Rabishmal. Over there it's easy, there's nothing to say about Rabbi Shem al Lazar. On the other hand, Rabbah says their opinions break. They agree by three by three it's ba'ot, at the smallest shewer that wool and linen are different. But when it reaches three by three tzpachim, there's a difference of opinion. Tanabhishmal again says it only applies to wool and linen, whereas Shimon Alazar says it even applies to other materials. Other materials can be a full baguette or three by three tzpachim. They can't reach three by three adz both. Tanabhmal says tzemu Pishtim applies to bagged, three by three tzpachim, and all the way down to three by three it's both. The difference in their opinion according to Rob is by three by three tzpachim. According to that, Tanabhishmal still thinks that's limited to oh tzemu Pishtim? And Rabbi Shimon al thinks that it's not limited. All materials have that din. Where does he learn that from? He learns that from the word o Obeget that's written by Tumach Shutzim, says that not only is a Beged Tamei, but even something more than that. Even more than that comes to include other items, other bigadim to three by three Tfachim. Okay, let's stop over here.